This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking with Jules Acri, a digital creator, YouTuber, and founder of the cozy online shop, The Homebodies. Through the lens of mindfulness, Jules create videos and lifestyle tools that help you design your most intentional life. Jules is one of my favorite YouTubers and the person who got me into Notion, which you've heard me talk so much about. So I am so excited. Jules, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey, how you became a creator, where you started, how you got where you are? Yeah. So I started about almost a decade ago, but yeah, a little over nine years ago. Um, I started out blogging, old school writing, and I primarily focused on yoga and wellness because that was the journey that I was going through at that time. Um, And yeah, and just over the years of kind of evolved into what I'm passionate about most today, which is um, talking about digital organization, mindfulness, intentional living, and all of that. <laughs> yeah. I feel – I told Jules beforehand, like, I feel like you have all of the cool gadgets. And I, mm-hmm. like, saw you, like, charging your headphones, and I was like, there must be something that plugs into your <laughs> headphones <laughs> that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love nerding out on different – apps and tools and technology. It's very fun for me. (laughs) So you do, you have kind of lots of different creative outlets, it seems, from like my view of your life, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which I know is like on YouTube is small. But um, through that, like where do you feel like you're getting your most creative fulfillment? I'd say when it comes to content creation or through work, I definitely feel the most fulfillment making long-form video content for YouTube because I feel like I'm a very long-winded person to begin with. So I really enjoy just having the space to storytell, to be able to, I don't know, be creative with camera angles and just learn more about um, operating my different cameras that I have. Like I really enjoy that process. So for work, like that's a very fulfilling side of it for me. Mm-hmm. You, was it like a weird transition to go from like blogging to video? And then I guess now we're like in the season of like we do like long form and then short form is kind mm-hmm. of coming up. Yeah. So I actually have been comfortable with a video camera for many, many years. Um, I have been making home movies since I was a little kid. Like I always enjoyed picking up the camera and creating something. Um, so before when stories first came out, that was when I was 
most excited. I was like, oh, cool. We can actually like connect more in front of the camera. And um, I'm more of an introvert, which is funny that I'm like comfortable in front of the camera, but it's because it's really just me talking to myself by myself in my room. Um, so it's like the most authentic version of me in that sense. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've always loved video content. So um, now that's kind of the norm. Like that's what you kind of, everyone's kind of evolving into. Um, and I think it's really exciting because I think you can see a lot more of a person's heart, a lot more of their interests, get to know their personality more through through videos. And I love photography and imagery too. So I, I do um, I did love that side of Instagram back in the day when it was just static images. But for me, I feel like I'm able to express myself more freely through video content. You said like when stories came, you were excited. I remember feeling so grumpy. <laughs> like, oh, we have to like learn this thing and like, oh, they're asking us to like. But it ended up being my favorite thing. But at first I was like, oh, but you were like on board right away. At first I was like, this is weird, you know, like talking to myself and then sharing it in real time in a, in a different way than like recording a YouTube video, you know, in, in YouTube I'm editing and I can really kind of figure out what I want to say and show up more intentionally. But on stories, it was nice how raw and on the fly it was. Um, I thought it was a really great way to connect, but it did feel strange at first. <laughs> Do you feel like you're like normally an early adopter? Like if like a new thing comes out, you like jump onto it and like figure it out? Or do you feel like you like go move a little, like wait, like which one, do you know what I'm asking? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I talk about this with my husband a lot. Um, I feel like there's the pioneers, there's early adopters, um, and I don't know what comes after that, but I would say that I am definitely more of an early adopter. Um, I love experimenting with different tools and technology and yeah, I think like I, I become curious about things early on and so I just like to try things out. Yeah. Um, so in your world, you have like, can we talk a little bit about like your creative outlets? Like what does that look like for you? Like both in your work, but also just on a personal level, what do you like to do creatively? Yeah, there's so many different ways that I tap into creativity. I feel like, you know, just like cooking a new recipe with my husband, like that is really fun for me. Um, getting to journal, that's very much a creative outlet for me. Music, I love, 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 love music. I feel like that is something that has been like a pillar in my life for since I was a kid. Um, so yeah, I just feel like I don't know, creativity, all of that is kind of all around us. And I feel like we all have, we're all creative in one way, shape or form. Um, and definitely I'm grateful that my job allows me to be able to tap into that creativity, which is storytelling. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's, oh, also like decorating my home, interior design. That's been a really fun uh, creative outlet for me. I really enjoy that side of it. I never really imagined that that is something that I would be decent at, but I feel like I've done a good job on our house so far. So it's been really fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way you decorate your house. Like I love like when you share, like you just did that TV um, yeah. console thing. Like mm -hmm. we, how did you decide to do that? Like come up with that whole plan? So that came together on the fly because initially we were going to do this whole like custom route with a woodworker and 
Um, it was going to be a really big investment. But before we moved into the house a year ago, that was the big project on our minds. Like we we're like this for sure. We have like a little nook. Um, it makes sense to do something built in. Um, but then, yeah, I guess like as time went on, the woodworker that we were going to work with, it just timing wasn't working out. And it was a huge investment. The economy just kind of felt uncertain. There were just so many different things that started to stack up and didn't feel as aligned anymore. And so we were just, we decided we'll just put it on pause for now. Um, but my brain didn't hit pause. I still was like, what can we put there? There's got to be some furniture or something we can do. And then I was looking on Pinterest and I kept seeing this floating console and I got the idea, yeah, through Pinterest. Um, it's just two bestas from Ikea and it happened to fit literally like an inch on each side, it fit perfectly in that space. So yeah, I ended up liking that route better and it was way less expensive and it was really fun and quick to put together. Yeah, it's stunning. I feel like it, like I wouldn't have looked at the wall and been like, oh, this is what should go there. So it's cool that your brain was like, oh, let's, you made that connection and it just looks so perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So when you were growing up, did you feel like I'm a creative person, like I have to have creative projects or like this is something that's really important to me? Or did you feel more like creativity came to you later? I would consider myself a kid that was always playing make-believe and loved to be creative. And so I was very artistic growing up. Um, I loved making songs, writing music, um, acting, just like making stories and acting them out with my friends, turning the camcorder on and uh, just playing for like hours, making music videos. So I was always – it's just funny. Like I, I was thinking about how little Jules is not that different from adult Jules because I'm still like storytelling except this time I get to show up as me. And it's not some character versus like me as a kid, just, you know, watching Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, just kind of making my own little like skits and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, I enjoyed playing and make believe and a lot of that growing up. Oh, I love that. Do you, like, for some of us, I feel like as creativity becomes like more part of your job, it can be really easy to for it to kind of start to feel like work and, mm -hmm. and at times kind of like losing drive. Like I feel like at least for me, like there are like waves where like sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like, Oh, I have so much creative energy. And then sometimes where it's like, I'm pouring out and I'm really feeling dry here. Like my creative cup is dry. Have you found like you experience those waves as well? And what does that look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely experienced that. And I'm actually trying to work more in harmony with my body and my different cycles. You know, we all have menstrual cycles and like trying to figure out, you know, when I'm most creative versus when I need to be more introspective, more um, in research mode. And so I've been more intentional about tracking my cycle and I've found a pattern, you know, like when I'm in my luteal phase, I am not in the mood to be on camera. I don't want to create. So I'll go like a week and a half without filming anything. Um, and there's like gaps. Like I'll look at, you know, my posting schedule. And before I was really figuring that out, there'd be these gaps of like, I haven't created any new content, but 
I don't know, like I, I'm grateful that I haven't been too hard on myself about those things because I feel like I've been doing this social media stuff for so long that I know that all that ebbs and flows and, you know, some, some years were harder on ourselves than others, but I feel like this is the, the past two years. I feel like I've really just kind of found peace in where I'm at and just found like gratitude and joy. And I'm actually just trying to tap more into what young Jules would have wanted for me and just thinking of like how freeing it can be to be creative and just like create out of joy, create from a sense, from a place of like joy for what I get to do. Um, But yeah, so I think like there's definitely waves. And so I've been tracking my cycle more intentionally and trying to like hack the system on my calendar be like, okay, I'm not going to schedule podcast interviews when I'm in my luteal phase. Like right now, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling great. Like I just ended my period. I have high energy. I'm in like creation mode. So this is kind of when I start to film a lot of things. I might batch content, whether intentionally or not intentionally. I just have lots of ideas during this time. And so I'm really just like leaning into it. And then when I'm starting to feel like lower energy, more when I'm going inward, that's when I'll be like editing the stuff or like doing more writing or just like introspective researchy tasks. I love that because I feel like so often, I mean, like I feel like this is like breaking something in me <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> like, cause I feel like so often I treat myself like a robot. Like, Oh, I have to be, I have to show up consistently. I have to like be there all the time. And as a creative, that's not always an alignment, right? Like those mm-hmm. two things aren't always happening you can't put creativity on a schedule and like, mm-hmm. and like you said, like our bodies have their own process and like we have different energy at different times. And I love the way you're you kind of like listening to yourself and letting yourself be present in the process, which I think can sometimes be, it's not what we're taught, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy to think that at 31, I'm just now learning how to work with my body and its cycle. Like how crazy is that? So long. I know. And it's just it was one of those light bulb moments where I was feeling like, oh man, I, I just can't focus today. It's 2 p.m. I, I haven't gotten much done. And then I was like, wait, I'm in my luteal phase. This is literally not my fault. My body just like doesn't want to do this kind of work right now. And that's that. I mean, obviously, I'm really grateful to have the flexibility in my job to be able to choose like when I want to do certain things. But I do, you know, I have people that work with me. And so we do have to stay on a schedule. We do have deadlines. We do have things that we have to get done, um, whether I want to do it or not. So there's times where I'm like really pushing through. Um, But overall, like owning my own business, I feel like after doing, I've been working for myself for like over six years now. Like I should be able to lean more into that flexibility more than I had been in the past. So I'm trying to just embrace that and like remind myself like, hey, you don't have to be doing it this way at this time in this order all the time. Um, So I'm just trying to, yeah, just kind of rewrite my own nine to five ingrained narrative in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, I can't that I feel like. I'm curious as to like when you first start doing that and you first kind of start letting yourself be more present, like, does it feel, what does that feel like? Is it kind of like there's a voice in your head that's like, this isn't safe. Like we can't do this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, not that I want to work nine to five. Like, you know how we say like, oh, we're um, 
if you're like working for yourself, you're like ditching the nine to five. But I'm like, no, I'm still very much on like a nine to five schedule because that's when <laughs> the emails come in. That's when the tasks are like, that's when everyone else is working. And so I'm also working. But there's, I'm trying to lean more into like the flexibility of it. Um, not, <laughs> I think back on when I first started working for myself and I was like, this is great. I can get brunch. I'm leaving. Like I'm going and doing these things. And then I had to remind myself, okay, wait, you have to, you have to make money. You have to like actually support yourself. <laughs> You're living in New York city. Like you need to figure this out and you've got to get work done. So then I calmed myself down and was like getting back onto a schedule. But then I think I went completely back in like the nine to five direction where I'm like chained to my desk all day long, Monday through Friday. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's just going to ebb and flow. There's going to be, I'm trying to just ride the waves like everybody else, but I think, um, I found a really good groove of being able to lean into the creativity when the creativity is flowing, embrace that kind of schedule. You know, when I'm filming, there's not like a specific play by play of things. I have to kind of just go with the flow of where my brain's going at that moment, but there is structure that I've created that I think has helped me be able to um, get more done efficiently and also to be able to collaborate with other people and be in a team environment because you do need like structure to flow within. Today's podcast is brought to you by Indeed. Think about someone who has changed your life for the better. How incredible would it be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you needed them? If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of their instant match feature. I've told you before, and I will tell you again, that the journey of hiring on any other platform is so time-consuming and so frustrating because you get all of these applications, you go to all these interviews, and you're getting responses from people who have never done the work that you're asking for them to do. They have none, they don't have the skills. Maybe you're a bleeding heart like some of us and you hire someone who's not even qualified for the job and then you waste time and money and energy training someone who's not even really qualified for the work that you're doing. The amazing thing here is that candidates that you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. So with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit Indeed.com slash egram to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash egram. That's Indeed.com slash egram. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Wednesday on the podcast, we talked about routines and that's how we talk about it. Like, yeah, we're creating these routines because they set us free and Mm -hmm. oftentimes they feel like constraints, but they're like a place for us to play. Yeah. Um, Can we go a little bit in that direction with you? Like what are the routines that support you and – I love that you do what you call like potato days. Um, (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about like your routines and things that help you to kind of flow within? Yeah. So I think, um, I think of it like a template for my day. I kind of map out, uh, you know, what's my most ideal day? What's my most ideal week? Um, What do I have going on? And it just helps me kind of set the tone and have a direction. But I know that things might change or shift, but it, and it's flexible. But when I take the upfront time to kind of put these systems in place, put those routines in place, um, it it gives me more time back and it allows me to not just like spin my wheels and be like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like I already have, you know, things plotted out. And I think I was really resistant to the idea of structure for so many years because to me, I've, I've always kind of felt like um, – just like a free spirit. I just want to kind of go with the flow. But that actually caused me more stress because then I didn't have a direction. I really like to feel a sense of purpose in my day. And like um, by implementing like Notion and having these systems, it really helps me find focus. But then I love that it's digital because it's flexible. You know, like on a Google calendar, I can move things around. I can delete. I can, you know, it's 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 ever changing and flexible, and that's I think that's why I like it more than like notebook and pen, um, just because yeah, it's just more it's very flexible for me and yeah. <laughs> but oh, as far as like routines go, I would say that I try to stick to a really to stick to a morning routine that makes me feel good and some sort of like wind down routine because there's so much stuff that happens like in the middle of your day that you really can't control and. I know that I can control a lot more of how my day goes in the morning and in the evening. So that to me, those are very like sacred times. Yeah, I love that because it's like, I mean, it's kind of like in that sense, you're you are creating a container. Like, okay, mm-hmm. at least in the morning and in the evening, like we're gonna hold ourselves, we're gonna take care of ourselves, and then we can handle what the day has to offer. Exactly. Do you have ways that you replenish, like? you know, kind of create, creating content constantly, it can really, it's like, how do we keep coming up with things to say? Like, it's amazing that we do. And so like, how do you, when the cup feels dry, do you have ways that you fill it back up? If I feel like, um, I can't think of any ideas or what I want to film, then I focus less on creating and I focus more on like living and documenting. So, um, specifically I'll be like, oh, I feel – usually it's when I'm feeling like off my routine, if I'm feeling like my house is a mess. If There's a lot of external factors that can play into me feeling mentally and emotionally drained and also just not creative. 
Um, so I kind of look around at my physical space first and see what I can unblock there. Um, cause I, I feel very inspired when my house is like sparkly clean. I'm like, cool. Like, what can I make here? <laughs> it's like a blank canvas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like documenting and being real about like, you know, when I'm vlogging, I'll just be like, I haven't been able to come up with any ideas lately. So I'm going to just reset my home and I'm just going to document that. And mm-hmm. yeah, documenting versus creating is what I typically go for. I love that. Cause it is, it's like your, I mean, part of what is so fun to follow with people is that sense of like you're bringing me in and you're letting me be part of the process versus like everything's you're giving me like the best or like the most polished version of yourself all the time. There's something really beautiful about, well, yeah, I'm kind of let's let's take care of ourselves today. And that's beautiful. Um, Okay, so can we talk a little bit about Notion for a second? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. The the podcast is probably like a little – I've been nerding out because I used to use this thing called Indeed. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Not the job hunting site, I'm assuming. No, oh, not, oh, sorry. I, identity. I'm, I'm, oh. Yeah. Oh, um, identity with, like a, with an E, like T-E. Yeah. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. They – I was obsessed with it and they closed – and I panicked. And then I think that day, like I was watching one of your videos and you were like talking about Notion and I'd heard you talk about Notion before. And I was like, I'm just going to make my own identity in Notion. And here's what I wish I had known <laughs> at the time is that you have like a whole pack, right? Mm-hmm. Like a template that you like buy and plug and play. Yeah. I needed that because I tried <laughs> to make it. It took me so long to like make my own. Um, but it's, it's everything now. It's like my hub for everything. Which one do you have? Is it the well, design your year or the biz one? Well, I designed my own because I didn't know yet that you have oh. them. And then I was looking at your stuff recently and I was like, oh my God, that would have saved me so much time. And like, yeah. Yeah. So can, will you tell us a little bit about yours? Yeah. So, um, I love making templates. I think it's so much fun. Um, but obviously that came with me using Notion a lot and spending time in there and finally things clicking. Cause it's definitely a platform that takes some time to dig into. There's a bit of a learning curve. I know the first time I tried using Notion, I was like, it was like in October of 2019. Um, and I tried it and I didn't get it. I didn't understand what what I could do because it was almost too much. There was so much I could do that I, I felt very um, paralyzed and couldn't take action on it. So I put it away for like a month and then I came back to it and spent like a solid five hours on a Saturday really digging into it and watching Notion's YouTube and figuring out like, okay, how do these tools work? And then watching other people's YouTube videos, like it really opened my eyes to how powerful Notion is. And after that, I I was hooked and then started making my own templates because, you know, once when, when you start getting the hang of things, you know how you like to set things up for your own brain and it's really customizable in that way. But definitely starting with other people's templates is a great way to kind of get in there and see how other people are using Notion. And then you can customize it to however 
your brain works and what fits your needs and your structure, your team, whatever your business is or personal life. I, I do everything in Notion, all all of my biz stuff, but also personal things like meal prepping, recipes, Korean dramas, all of it. <laughs> I love that. Do you um, – and you use it with your team too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just came out with a YouTube video sharing how I organize my business with my team. And I have three girls that work with me um, on like a recurring basis. So we're the ones that are in there the most. Um, and yeah, I think like small team templates, that's what we put together to try to like help other small businesses, content creators, coaches, um, anyone who's creating content or has an email list. It's going to provide a lot of structure in there for you to get things organized and tasks and projects put together and held accountable for, things like that. That's awesome. Um, I love that you said earlier we were like talking about routines and kind of using Notion and you were saying like I can switch it up and like let it change and let it flow with me. And I feel like that's such a beautiful part of – of like habits or or skills or structure that we create for ourselves, the ability to kind of move it around a little bit as we need, as we listen to ourselves. I feel like sometimes we can get so caught in this like restriction or the sense of like, oh, I have to do it this way every time. Do you feel like you learned to be more, or you said you were more like free spirited before, um, What's your journey been like with like allowing yourself to be a little bit more fluid and a little bit more structured? I think um, when I was first trying to figure out what structure looked like in my life, it took a lot of um, trial and error, just like waking up one way and seeing what it would feel like to do things um, in this order. Like, does it feel better for me to wake up and work out first? Or like, do I prefer to drink my matcha first and then work out? in the afternoon. Like I was trying to figure out my own flow. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's also good like looking at people for inspiration because you can see how other people spend their mornings and it might inspire you to try it that way. But ultimately, you have to kind of figure it out for yourself um, and mm-hmm. what works with your life. Um, but I think routines for me, like I have like my non-negotiables and the things that are pretty – pretty much the same. Like I know that I need to move my body in one way, shape or form. It's not always a hit workout. Sometimes it's just a walk, whatever it is. I need to like do some sort of movement in the morning and I need matcha. Like that's, <laughs> I, that's my two things. Um, so other than that, I think things are flexible and shift and change. And I think that's why you see so many YouTube videos about resetting and uh, resetting your routines. Things are always changing. We always there's just different things that are different seasons of life that we're in. So it doesn't have to, we're not robots. We're not machines. Things always shift and change. And I think that's, what's fun about it. Um, it's funny cause that calendar video that I made sharing my potato days and the days I'm creating, it was, I'm pretty sure my potato days used to be Monday, Wednesday. And my creation days were like Tuesday, Thursday, but that's kind of shifted. Now I'm creating more on like Monday, Wednesday. So anyways, I just think it's funny how like, you know, things are always shifting and changing. And um, as long as people like get the takeaway from that and can apply it to their lives, then that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that because so often like I, I talk with people and they're experiencing so much shame because 
they're like, I said I would do, which we should probably define potato days. I realize that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Will you tell us what potato days are? Sure. I, I, I call them potato days because um, I'm basically just chilling, doing computer work. I typically am not in meetings um, or if I am, it's like very casual um, it's, it's like a day for me to feel and look like a potato and be happy about it, like a happy potato day. Um, <laughs> I really much look forward to those days because I'm just wearing yoga pants. I probably don't need to leave my house. Those are my favorite days ever. It's like it's giving me permission to not have to create content or document something because I feel like I don't know how some people do it, but they like are on every single day and they're filming every single day. And my, I just like I can't my nervous system can't do that. Like I just can't, I don't work that way. I need specific days where I'm like, I'm going to fix my hair and put some makeup on um, and like look really cute today. And I'm going to feel inspired and create. But then the days that I are my potato days, it just gives me permission to just sink in and get into the weeds of my computer. And then I can like, yeah, it just, it just takes the pressure off for me. Yeah, I love that because it can feel like you have to constantly be on and constantly like ready to go and the freedom to just kind of, I feel, yeah, it feels like so cozy and comforting to be like, I just get to like work in whatever way I want to today. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like so many people in my audience, right, they experience this sense of like, okay, I said I was going to do potato days Monday and Wednesday and I just never – I keep putting it off or I keep not doing it or um, it worked for me for like three months, but now I can't seem to keep that habit going. And and they, they turn – instead of going like maybe it's the routine that's not working for me, they think like I'm broken or there's something wrong with me that I can't maintain the routine. Mm-hmm. So I love that energy of like, yeah, change – it's always going to change. Yeah. And I, I think people just need to give themselves permission to take what works and leave what doesn't. And I love seeing other people's routines, but there's routines that I'm like, cool, that works for them. Like I've tried it. It doesn't really work for me, but I did find this one takeaway and that really resonated with me. So I'm going to implement that. Um, and then maybe that it'll work for a little bit. And then maybe I am like, okay, next, like I need to find something else that works. Cause like, again, it's not just about um, the routine itself, but it's also about your own cycles, your own ebbs and flows, your own seasons of life. So naturally things are just always going to shift and change, but at least you have all these different tools in your toolbox now and you can tinker with it and figure out, okay, well, I'm going to swap this out for that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just think, I think of my role on the internet just to be able to provide a lot of different tools, a lot of different ways Um, that I like to try and do things and people can hopefully have a little takeaway or it'll inspire an idea that will take them in a completely different direction. Mm -hmm. Whatever works. Yeah. I love that because it's, it's really about self-trust of like, I do know what's best for me. I do know what I need and I can trust how I experience this just because Jules does it. Doesn't mean that that's like going to be what's best for me. Mm -hmm. I love that self-trust. Um, Okay. So I wonder, like, do you have any like food for thought? So people who are listening who are like, okay, I'm on my creative journey. I'm trying to like find space for my creative self. I'm also looking into routines and structure, but I also want to listen to my body and like be in touch with my nervous system. Like, 
for that person who's listening to us today, like, do you have anything you're like food for thought, something to think about as they move on with their day? Um, I would say the word perfectionism keeps coming up because I think that um, a lot of us are, when you're creative, you're oftentimes wanting to perfect something or you, my friend told me yesterday that she's a perfectionist procrastinator. It's a book she was reading and it's where she doesn't, she's not like typically a procrastinator in life. Like she was always like the first one to get her homework done and like turn it in and things like that. But when it comes to creativity, um, she wanted to like perfect it before she put it out into the world. Like she was launching a pod. She just launched her podcast this week. And it was one of those things where she's like, I, it's like, there's still things I want to change. I want to maybe change the logo. I'm like, no, just like put it out there. Like we learn by doing. And sometimes we get so stuck in our heads about having all our ducks in a row, having the right website, the right branding, the right, like whatever, like we're waiting for some, some aha moment of I'm ready to do this. We're never going to be fully ready. So whatever creative outlet you're pursuing, just like put stuff out there, create out of joy and just learn along the way. Cause I feel like sometimes quantity is better than quality in the beginning because you're like figuring out what lights you up, figuring out what your style is, figuring out, um, your flow, you're figuring out your routine. Like you can't figure it out in your head. You have to figure it out by putting it into action, trial and error and doing and living it. Oh, I love that. And Jules, for people who are listening, who are like, I want to stay in touch with you. Um, how can we, how can we stay in touch? Where can we find you online? Um, you can find me on YouTube, Jules Acree. Um, and my newsletter, I love uh, writing my Sunday newsletter. It's called Slow Brew Sunday. We have a really cool community on there. Um, it's a very intentional email letter each each week. And um, yeah, they can find me. You can find that on JulesAcree.com. Yeah. And I will say as a subscriber, I look forward to it. Like I feel like sometimes you get newsletters and you're like, okay, but this one's actually like very nourishing. It's very connective. It reminds you that you're like, a whole person and and you kind of start the week with this sense of like connecting back to yourself, which I, I think is beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much for joining us, Jules. You've been an absolute joy. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and hearing your thoughts. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.